Grand Rising, good morning. Hello, how we doing? All that good stuff. It's Saturday, 11 a.m. And once more and again, SFA Charlotte is coming at you with hard hitting content. Yes, Charlotte, North Carolina's premier black owned independent podcast coming to you live. And like we always do, we're going to tell you who you got as your co-producers, your co-hosts. First out the gate, let's give it up. All hail the queen, Miss Keys. What's up? What's up? up? How y'all doing? Peace and love, family. And then we got the young stunner, the young bull, the one. Shoulders up mountains and never breathing heavy. Knox Lewis. Hey, what's up? What's up? What's up? What's up? Let's get into it. Hashtag, let's talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, and coming in third, it's Roro. No, if you know about <laughs> it, you know about that lyric. But anyway, um, nah, this is your brother Stokes, you know. And as Knoxless just said, hashtag, let's talk about it. Let's get into it. Um, this one, I, 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 I'm sure this one is going to be one that, that we can say is for the record books. And, <laughs> uh, we don't want to uh, get too heavy in front. We're just going to dive right into it. So today, I'm speaking directly to the brothers. Like this one is for the men. So brothers, sit down, pull your chair up, stick your ear to the speaker, open up your heart, open up your mind and get ready to receive because you got to give back on this one, bro. You got to, you got to give back something on this one. So today we're gonna ask the, the, the simplistic question, why? men in today's culture think that it's necessary to speak on black women. And, 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 and when you hear that question, brothers, what I'm really trying to ask you is this. I'm going to be blunt. I'm going to be up front. And then we're going to kick this thing off. The real question I want to ask you, bro, what's your problem with a woman? Why you got so much conversation about what women want to do, what our sisters want to do. Why you? Why is it necessary that we speak about how they dress, the type of careers that they uh, pursue, the type of jobs or the places of employment they find themselves in today, how they want to direct their lives when it comes to finances, when it comes to savings and earnings and the building of generational wealth. Why is it that black men want so badly to have commentary on a black woman's skin, not just skin tone, but skin care regimen, uh, how they style their hair, what they choose to wear in public, what they choose not to wear in public, where they want to go to school, how they speak, what manner of uh, men they choose to date whether they are uh, 
choosing to date, marry, or be involved with women or multiple people. Um, like, why is it we got to have all this commentary? And yes, I said we because I'm a black man and I know that sometimes I have thoughts and maybe I've spoken them out my mouth, but it's like, why do we feel the need to speak on it? So of course, I'm going to have Miss Keeks lead us out the gate with what's on her heart. So Miss Keeks, go ahead. Let us know what's on your heart. Oh, child. Um, hmm. <laughs> oh, child. <laughs> Things are going to get easier. Let's pray so. <laughs> <laughs> um, My reasoning, well, just to give my commentary on that, I feel that guys may offer their perspectives on the things that a woman that women choose to do because you know maybe they're trying to give their perspectives about the type of women that they're interested in being with the type of interest that they would like to be with or that these that they see themselves being with long term um but even then it's one of those things where it's like you know maybe you should have those conversations with the women that you are actively dating rather than, you know, saying your unwanted opinion about certain things that pertain to a woman's life or how she chooses to behave or live her life, really. Um, and it's... Uh, I don't recall... Well, I'm not going to say I don't recall. I'm pretty sure I have received, like, criticisms from men about certain things uh that women do so i know for example i think i'm thinking about a conversation that i had with some co-workers uh months ago and we were just talking about you know i was just asking questions about their views on women it was just talking about yeah like women like meg the stallion and the city girls like they don't respect themselves because they behave like this and they dress like this and i'm like what is a person what is the type of clothes that a person wear how does that correlate to how that person feels about themselves how does that correlate to their self-esteem where are you getting that assumption and it's sometimes when you ask people questions like that it's interesting to see their thought process because sometimes it's one of those things where it's like they'll really think about it like damn I never thought about it like that but sometimes you really just understand that sometimes people don't even have explanations for the ways that they think they're just stuck in their ways and they you know pretty much they're just spewing the same information that they consume from somewhere else um and they didn't take the time to challenge it or anything like that but I would just encourage men you know rather than critiquing women in regard to how they do things try to have conversations you know you have women in your life, whether you have sisters, you have cousins, or your mom, or your grandmoms, and even then, you know, times are changing. Like, you know, every woman is different. What some women may engage in or condone, other women may be against. Um, but just having conversations about things, and at the same time, like, trying to see, like, how can you be of assistance rather than coming off as being, trying, coming off as being controlling, or, um, trying to tell women how they need to live their lives and how they need to dress and how they need to carry themselves and things like that. Cause child, listen, you could try it if you want to. I'm gonna look at you like, baby, listen here. You are not my, first of all, you're not my man. Second of all, <laughs> no, first of all, I didn't ask for your opinion. Second of all, you're not my man. Third of all, bye. <laughs> 
no, no, no. I, I want to do that. I mean, that's very dismissive. It depends on the tone of the conversation, but you know, it, that can de- definitely be a, a moment to converse and just talk about things like that. But no one approaches me like that. So, you know, Mr. Knoxless. But yeah, but like, it's crazy because as Kix was talking, I was like, dang, because there was a, definitely a time, like freshman year of college. I remember I was like, if a woman, like, I, like I, I basically treat a woman as as she treats herself. So I was like, if you if you present yourself as like, you know, <laughs> oh my goodness, I'm almost ashamed of this. But if you present yourself as you know, loose or whatever you call it, whole, whatever you, I don't know what to call it. I don't even know what the correct term to call it. But if you present yourself in that manner, then okay, I'm gonna I'm approach you in that manner. And if I do, you. Sh- you shouldn't be you shouldn't feel disrespected because that's how you present yourself not saying i would do it but i'm saying that's how you present yourself i used to think that way but now <laughs> I, I and i used to feel strongly about that like i was right and i was like you know looking back no that's not how it is like it's not about however the person it's not about the person at all it's about yourself first and foremost it's about treating other people as you want to be treated you will respect anybody. You don't know what they're going through. Like Keek said, you haven't had a conversation with them. You don't know their life story. You don't know what they what has gotten them to this point or what they have done to get to this point or what they're fighting from. Right. Like it's it's so many it's so many layers and so many levels to life. So you really just you really you really just have to take a beat. <laughs> take a beat and just really just like Talk to yourself about it first. Like, really just have a conversation. Because a, a lot of it is prejudgment and just, yeah, just prejudgment and assumptions. And that's dangerous. No, that's very dangerous. Uh, assumptions. And we used to have a, a kind of a, um, I call it a schoolyard phrase. It's been around for a long time. Um, and you've probably heard it too. Um, when you assume you make an ass out of you and me. Oh yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I heard that one. And so we as 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 black men, we we should and 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 we sh- and I say we should, I'm I know I'm not incorrect with this summation. We should be able to look at our counterparts, the black woman and be able to see ourselves. So if we know that we have all manner of items to deal with in any one given day, we should also be able to fathom that in the life of a black woman, whether she's connected to us or not. If we're walking down the street and we see another black woman and, and we don't know her. She's she's just some random black woman. We should still be able to connect to her in a brother sister fashion. My thing is, one, I wonder if we as black men believe in our hearts. I I, I wonder if we really believe in our hearts, and 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 you guys can can add on to this. I wonder if we believe in our hearts that the that there it is a valid issue 
that black women suffer from trauma, whether it be sexual trauma, mental trauma, whether it be um, having to deal with a financial issue. I mean, we, we all know the average black woman, just like the average black man, is not a multimillionaire, is not sitting around in opulence, is not in a mansion, is not driving a Bentley, is not vacationing all over the world every other week. I mean, we, I mean, like, we gotta know that. We gotta be able to comprehend. So then I'm wondering, and, and this is where this is the first place I'll I'll stop and get you guys' commentary or or your your rebuttals or your retorts. Um do black men believe in the validity of black women's mental trauma or mental issues or having to deal with just trauma in general? Mm. It's so interesting that you say that. Um, Because I feel like I just had a conversation with someone the other day, kind of touching on something like that. But I I don't know. I'm going to try to answer it. But I'm going to say, I don't know if it's something that men think about. Mm. Because Mm. even when it comes to things such as touch, for example, you know, I'm if I don't know you, I wouldn't feel comfortable with you touching me. And I know this was something I had to be used to even being at work. You know, some people, when they greet you, they'll tap you on the shoulder or, you know, they'll just they feel like they have to touch you in some way to a, to, to speak to you. I'm one of those people. Hey, we can just wave. You don't have to touch me, you know, um, but. Sometimes it's like sometimes even in confronting because I've I've had conversations and like talking to people about things like that. Um, like there's been times where I will tell a man, don't do this. And they will do it anyway. And then when I ask them, OK, but why didn't why did you do it anyway? Oh, I just had to. I just had to. You just you just look so beautiful. I just I just I couldn't help myself. <laughs> And that, it's really hard, you know, because for me, it's like, okay, well, I can, I can like, you know, yell at them and scream, scream at them and stuff. But at the same time, like, this could be a teaching moment. So it's one of those things for me where it's like, okay, well, let me go ahead and like break down, you know, why I ask you to do that and then also explain to you by you not doing that and not listening to me how that makes me feel and then at the same time how I'm going to treat you moving forward and it's very it's sad because you know I've had conversations like this so many times um but that whole thing of I couldn't help myself or that whole you're so beautiful I just I just had to like that that needs to stop that's unacceptable because you're you're choosing to not listen for you're not being respectful for one um you're not being respectful of a person's request of a person's body of their wishes and then you're not listening to them and then not only that like you doing that is the reason why some women may snap at men you know 
when they have encounters like that. And, you know, like, kind of like you were saying, Brother Stokes, like, you know, so many women, especially Black women, experience or are exposed to trauma at such a young age. You don't know what, you don't, you, you don't know where it came from. You don't even know what it can be. But instead of you taking the time to try to figure out, okay, well, you know, why, you know, let's talk about this. Why do you, why do you feel uncomfortable with that? You're just like, oh, I couldn't help myself. Now you sound just like the predator who may have all, who may have done something to this woman or to that girl that has her traumatized in the first place. Um, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have anything to add right now. I'll, I'll chime in if I got it, but you know, that's it. That's it for right now. I mean, that's it. You dropped a bomb. Good day. Ooh, you went in day. So, I mean, I mean, I don't know. Like, why, why do guys, do y'all, do y'all know why do guys do that? It's just lack of self-control and self-discipline. Say it again. Say it again. Like it's just the lack of self control and self discipline. My man is so told on himself. I I I I just can't help it. What? You're a grown man. You can't help to not touch a lady when she requests. Like, come on, man. Like, mm mm. That's just that's just that's just poor self control and self discipline. And then that even plays into the predatory and just even the rape culture and the pedophilia is just lack of self-control. And it's just, I seen a post, um, shout out to Ayoska, yo, shout out to seven. She, uh, shared a post on Instagram. It was like, um, maturity is a thing of mindset, not of age. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, yo, so imagine all these people. Yeah, they old, but where does they mind like? You could be 60 years old with a 30-year-old mindset. Or 12. Oh, dang. Okay. <laughs> that that too. That's possible. <laughs> That's another reality. <laughs> That's facts. But it's just like, you know, you just got to check what people mind at. And, and, and like, shout out to the, you know, the late DMX. You know, tr- you know, trust them with who when they when they show when they show who they are. Trust them to be who they are, and love them like that. Understand that. You gonna act like that? Okay, cool. I know you gonna move like that. So, and that's that's real right there, brother. That's real right there. What you just said, because we as men, and and this goes directly to not being able to mature to a place of of, of employing self-control and self-discipline as a man. And you're surrounding yourself with men who do not employ self-control and self-discipline. You have to realize if you desire as a man to come out of that place, then the work that you begin doing on yourself to gain self-control, to gain uh, self-discipline, you've got to now have perfectly sober eyes for who your associations are. If these men around you do not have self-control, do not have self-discipline, don't think 
that you're going to be the example that's going to lead them out. Know that that's how they move, especially if they continually move like that. And so we have to we have to begin to challenge each other as men, especially in this area. Because like you said, uh, Sister Keeks, if you're in a spot and you can see that the woman is, and especially if it's your friend, your, your boy, your homie, if you can see the woman with that sour look on her face like she just smelt something stank and it's in conjunction to what your boy is doing by touching her or invading her space, I think that's something that we have to be very well aware of as men too. Like we do not own a woman's space. Or her like, body. Right. We don't own her body or her space. So if you're going to enter into the presence of a woman and you are definitely believing that you respect women, then the first thing you should do is announce your arrival. You should let that woman know you're in her space and then wait to see if she even wants someone in her space. It ain't got, I, I learned this a long time ago. Nine times out of 10, when you approach a woman, she probably got 50 things on her mind and you are not one of them. And you can't take offense to entering into her space, surprising her because she's thinking of other things. So if she says at this moment or not right now, or, hey, just back up real quick. Give me room to breathe. Like, that's not an offense. She's not being rude. You literally walked up on a stranger who doesn't know you doesn't know you from a can of paint. And, and again, these things come with maturity. These things come with maturity. So brother, if, 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 if you know as a black man that you experience hardship, trauma, just daily issues that are negative, don't act and don't think that a black woman doesn't go through the same thing. Give her her respect. Give her her respect. And then let's, you know, I, let's talk about the financial aspect. Brothers may not respect women financially. Brothers may have a hard time, even in this day, 2021. I know it's 2020, 2021. We're coming up on summer. We're coming out of the Panasonic. Um, <laughs> you know, we're coming out of the panorama. <laughs> um, so um, we have to be well aware that it is not our place. It shouldn't be our place. It's not our place. I, I, I'll stand firmly on that. It's not our place as black men to police the financial desires of our sisters. That's like, no, don't think that you have a right to tell a black woman she should be happy with 
a certain amount dollar wise. If you as a black man can want a limitless amount of money, then the black woman in that same way can have that same desire. And you shouldn't step in her way to say she's less of a woman because she has that desire. Um, do, do either one of y'all want to add to that? I would just add, um, if you're a man, you know, for, well, I'll just, just keep it, keep it straight to the point, blunt. Keep it a G. <laughs> Not every woman is wild by money. And just because you make a certain amount of money, you know, because I feel like sometimes guys will try to use that as a way of trying. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what they be doing, honestly, thinking, oh, you know, he has money. Okay. You know, that, that doesn't wow every person, you know, and don't try to use your pretty much just saying don't try to use your money to get what you want. Yeah, Don't try to buy love. Because, yeah, the, listen, and, and and sometimes I feel like that's probably one of the areas where, you know, how guys can, um, they can be bitter or angry about something, you know, it may have been a time where, you know, maybe they did spend some money on a woman, you know, or they, they did all these things together and then things didn't work out. Now it's, oh, F every, F every woman, um, and I just, you know, just get really, really angry about it. And then it's like, you know, now they don't want to spend money on nobody. And then, you know, it's, 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 it's a spiral effect, you know? Um, and then, you know, even with messages, cause I know sometimes it's conflicting too, because, you know, if you listen to city girls music or sweetie songs tap in, you know, six, six figure nigga, that's my type. I need a nigga that's going to swipe them visas. So it's it's all conflicting, but that's why I feel like you have to have conversations. Like you can't follow the pop culture because they're doing those things just for money. This is real life. They're doing that stuff for views and sponsorships and free clothes and all this other stuff that they get that we don't even know anything about. This is your real life. These are your real life relationships. Talk about these things. And have those conversations. Have those un- have those uncomfortable conversations. Not every every disagreement does not have to be an argument. We can really we can talk. We can really talk and still love each other after we have a disagreement. But I feel like sometimes you know guys will you know if you listen to that kind of music or you know some people following those kinds of messages that are being spewed in pop culture. It can, I feel like sometimes it can kind of frighten guys and discourage guys to be like, man, you know, like, I want to be with a woman, but I don't know if she's going to try to use me for my money or, you know, I want to take her out on a date, but I don't know if, like, if I take her out on this date, like, is this going to be the last one? Or, you know, it's just like, guys, you get really paranoid about things like that. But that's why I just like having conversations is very important. And you would know, you, you just, you, you, you could read it. You can feel it. You would know. Some people are yeah. good at acting, though, so, you know? Yeah, I understand. I understand. Um, man. Dang. Whew. 
Jeez. <laughs> a lot was said. A lot was a lot was said. A lot was said. Um, man, finances. I really feel like it's a pride thing. It's a pride, and it's a trying to keep up with societal standards of the man being the breadwinner in the house and the man controlling everything. Like, let's just keep it a buck. Women taking over, bro. Like, women are taking over, and it's a beautiful thing. Because men been taking having the rings for so long and just telling a woman to stay in the kitchen, like, yo, she is a whole spiritual being herself. She is okay, I'm not even gonna go too deep. But anyways, she is a spiritual being herself. So let her be whoever she wants to be and let her blossom. Because sometimes, especially in relationships, I feel like we need to understand that our roles aren't set in stone. They are moving. So sometimes the man is the breadwinner. He he take the lead. And other times the women take the lead. It, 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 it's an a ebb and flow. It's a who's hot right now. Because it's not about just one person winning. It's about these championships. It's about the team winning. It's about us. It's about we. It's about we versus the issue, not me versus you. Mm. Amen. Okay, King, say it again. Say it again. It's we versus the issue, not me versus you. That's good. That's that, that's real good because, I, I mean, we're not confining it to romantic or, or, or platonic. You my homegirl, I'm your homeboy. But we are talking relationship. So as a black man, do... Do I do I believe I am in relationship with just the average black woman? If I'm walking down the street and I see a sister and and I've never met her before, do I believe that there is to be a relationship, whether it's just to hold a door open for her so she can get inside a business and then go on with the rest of my day? If I don't believe that, then I don't believe that I have any um, responsibility to employ any of these actions or ways of thought towards her. And seeing that's the thing that, that, that I want our brothers to think about. I want our brothers to think about, man, we, we especially inside the financial. And when I say especially inside the financial, bruh, you got to realize, just like Kaylin said, you got to realize that our sisters got degrees, multiple degrees, PhDs. They got years of, of experience in whatever field they chose to go into. So you could be at a job right now and you could have a black woman as vice president or president of operations or general manager or the head of HR or, or, or a team lead, like you can't have an issue with her making that money. And if it's more money than you, you can't have an issue with that. You are in relationship. You're, 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 you're supposed to assist this woman, serve this woman so that the, the whole entire operation can blossom can flourish and then your time comes i mean 
this is this is the part that makes it difficult when having these type conversations because we as men, black men, looking at our sisters, I'm wondering, I'm really wondering by what I'm seeing in these recent months, I'm wondering if, I, I wonder if the brothers just don't want to be connected to the sisters. Like I'm, I'm wondering this thing. And, 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 and I know that these are, this sounds kind of um, disjointed, but at the end of the day, brother, no, no. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I, thank you. Thank you for the backup. Yeah. Yeah. Cause, cause like, cause low, cause low key, I feel like the men are scared. Ooh, say that, man. Go ahead. Expand on that. Like I mean, you know, I'm I'm I'ma raise my hand, be like, I'm one of the scared ones. Like, let's let's give it a band. Like, bro, like women, women really women really are showing leadership. Okay. Like women women are, are showing that strength, they're showing that being able they're just they're just showing it. And it's just like wow. And like we've had male leaders before, but they get shot down, they get, you know. What whatever, and it's just like now everyone's afraid to step up, or everyone's afraid. Like at large, I'm talking about in general, you know, because yeah. I'm not speaking for me, because I got my dad. You know, shout out to you, pop. I just want to say that. But anyways, in general, like everyone, no one really wanted to step up. No one really wanted to be take the lead because, of course, you know, you want to keep your life. And so, I really feel like it's just. <sighs> Dang, I think I forgot where I was going with that. To be men, men, it's it's possible that men are scared. Yeah, but I think I think it, I think it's just I think it's just afraid afraid to cause cause they look at cause men look at women as competition, and women are getting stronger, and I feel like they feel like they're getting stronger than they can control them, stronger oh. than they can contain them. I'm so happy and so, you said it. Since they can't control and contain them, then they had then they don't even I don't even want to be associated with sis. Cause I can't I, I can't I can't put my hands on her. I can't she's a wild beast, a wild animal. When really she's just her own being and you don't know how to coexist with a being. Mm. You just know how to control and manipulate somebody. Mm. 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 Cause a real man will welcome that spiritual being and all her pitfalls because guess what that man will realize that he has some pitfalls of himself that he's bringing into the relationship don't we all mm. so might as well let us come together at 100% than me trying to control and manipulate you to get the best for me meanwhile you live in you just live in hell like I just never understood how somebody would just appreciate putting someone through a living hell well, that goes back to control. That's that's a that's an actual to put someone through a living hell is a byproduct of a controlling being controlling. You you don't you don't care, and it really is a don't care. You don't care about the the well being of an individual because your end goal is about you. And, so, and, yeah. and I was about to say they may not even feel like. That about themselves, like they don't even care about themselves. So why mm. I care about you? Mm. 
And I wonder mm-hmm. if it's also one of those things. So I know just in reference to the United States of America, you know, it definitely goes back into that control thing. Well, it, it definitely, yeah, I'm roll with that. So <laughs> when it comes to the history of just like power and control in this country, it's like for a long time, it was white heterosexual males. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you had, I won't even say women were necessarily in control at one point, but, you know, you just noticed that that white heterosexual male dominance being challenged. So I wonder for black men, if it's one of those things where it's like, okay, well, you know, you had the white males had had their reign and then you have women having their reign. But now what if black women are going to have their reign? And pretty much, I wonder if it's one of those things for black men where they're like, when will I have mine? That that has to be, and I'm glad you said that. I'm, I'm really glad you said that, especially tying it within the section of finances. And, and, and I have to pull personal. And, and I know I wouldn't offend if I, if I gave the personal, but in a time past, my mother attempted to express that basic thought pattern to my father before they divorced. And what she said was, is she knew my dad was a hardworking man. She knew he had a, 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 a personality and a competence to take care of home, wife, children. But my mother still wanted to express who she was as a woman, as a, as a earner. If I can go out into the workforce and if I can make additional funds, then maybe we can go from a, a homeowner, one mortgage, to a homeowner and landlord, be able to have multiple properties. Or maybe you'll be able to get your own business like you've been wanting but my father couldn't see it. And that possibly could have been his statement in his mind, what you just said, Keith. He could have looked at it like, well, man, I, you know, I'm working for this white man and he on my head and, and, and it don't look like I'm ever going to get ahead there. And now my wife wants to go out and go to work and I ain't even going to be able to be, you know, the the head of my own house because of finances. But what my mother wanted him to realize that he never realized was that me working, me earning money, me coming to a place in a fairly short amount of time to now equal what you make is not a threat to you because I'm never gonna use it as a threat against you. I still recognize that you are the man. And I think that's that's something that our sisters are trying to tell the brothers, like in a general scope, not just in relationship, romantic, married. I think in a general scope, a sister at a job, if she's the vice president and she knows she got about five or six black men working under her, I do believe that sister is trying in the, in, in, within the bounds of the regulations of the job to alert these black men, look, 
I got mad respect for you. I understand that you're working hard. I, I'm, I'm, trust me, I'm looking out for you. Like, don't worry, stay here, be good. But if those brothers can't see that, if they can't see it, if they can't comprehend it, if they can't fathom it, they go home every day with the scowl on their face. Man, this, oh man. I done had some here deal with this white man, and then he gonna go put a sister over the top of me, and now she gonna try to run me in the ground. And it's like, no, no, that's not it. I do believe, and this is me personally, I do believe that our black women, general, are looking out when it comes to jobs, when it comes to careers especially if they're in the higher position. I, 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 I do believe that. I believe they're looking out. I do believe they're doing their best to put a black man in position where he can rise through the ranks as well. But I don't know if the brothers are seeing it. I mean, like, I just don't know. I mean, I haven't had a chance to talk to all black men. And of course, you know, there probably are some that can see it and are moving accordingly, but in a general aspect, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, uh, Let's ask our audience, what y'all think, Black man? <laughs> What's the issue? What's going on? Talk to us. <laughs> commentary, because we want to hear this. No, that, that's is true. True. that is that's true. true. That is Cause I, go ahead. Oh, because I was like, I don't, I don't really. That's that's a really good. That's a really good question. Cause I don't really know. So, have you, Kate, uh, brother Noxilis, have you had the opportunity to work for a black woman at any point in time during? Yeah, during, during your work life, and what was that experience like for you? I mean, it's it's pretty dope. <laughs> Like, like I, I, I don't. When I look at, when I look at, when I look at, especially work, I just look at titles as titles, and people just feel the title. Like, so I mean, yes, you're a woman. You're, you know, I, I, I respect women. Period. That's just how I was raised. So I respect people. I mean, that's just, this is the thing, because I feel like you should treat people how you want to be treated. So I want respect. So I'm gonna give respect. So that's just off the rip. And then I'm, I'm working for. Uh, first of all, if I feel like I'm working for someone black, I just would. I just give them extra respect, just because I just feel a connection. Now you know what I'm saying. When you get to learn a person, then you know you make your own decisions and you go where you where you go where you go. However, off rip, that black is a connection for me. And so, um, my most recent experience, it was dope. Like it was mad cool. And it's just, especially when you can get a one on one rapport. And when you can get to know a person, it's almost feel like family. And so then it feels like, okay, you're really looking out for me. And it's not like, okay, this is a job. Like, I really feel like, oh, I know I can hit up such and such. And I can, you know, feel better. Or I can get this day off that I've been looking for. No one, no one's responding to me or whatever. So um, it's just all about how you, how you view the relationship, really. And first, first and foremost, how you view yourself. 
Yeah, I've had the opportunity in the past a couple of times and um, it was it was a positive experience. And again, positive experience because it was right there in my face. The woman, the sister is saying to me, you know, I want you to progress. Like that was her words. I want you to progress. So, you know, do your job and you make me look good. I have no choice but to recommend that you progress. And and that was that was one of the things that I I I, I you know, I don't know. Our sisters having that conversation with brothers in the workplace. I mean, just on some general worker type stuff. You ain't got to be the home girl. You ain't got to, you know, we ain't got to go to happy hour together. We ain't got to, you know, uh, skirt the, the regulations of fraternization. I'm not asking you to be my bestie. I'm just saying, if you the, if, if you the team lead and I'm new on the team, going back to what you said, uh, Brother Knoxless, I want the basic respect. You obviously know what my credentials are. You know what my skills and talents are. So I'm going to respect you for being team lead. I'm going to respect you for being, you know, supervisor, manager, whatever. And um, if you can see that I'm putting in honest, hard work, then I want that respect of, okay, we got some openings or, you know, I want to see you get this raise or, you know, however the conversation got to come up. But again, I go back to my original statement. I do believe. I do believe sisters are doing that around the world. I believe that. I don't know if the brothers are seeing it. though. I don't know if they're able to comprehend. Because um, um, I got a homeboy and he, 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 has a, uh, he says it all the time. He has a great saying. Um, just because you're not present to hear a conversation happening doesn't mean the conversation is, hap- is not happening. Mm. Like there are some conversations that are happening right now in some rooms that we are not in and that we'll never be privy to because that's not where we're supposed to be. But if we're connected to somebody in that room and they really are thinking about us, they really have our best interests at heart, there's going to come a place in that conversation if it comes up where then the person is like, wow, okay, all right, bro, Stokes would be great for that. Let me let me let me throw his name out there. Oh, Keeks would be great for that. Let me throw her name out there. Oh, uh, Knox Knoxless would be great for that. Let me throw his name out there because you're you've already proven that you are able, capable, and more than willing to produce excellence. So, brothers, if you're if it, you know, financially, we're talking about employment. We're talking about can you work for a woman? Can you work for a black woman? Can you work for a black woman knowing she's making more than you? You know, can, can you, you live with a black woman that you know she's making more than you? Okay, yeah, let's go there. Can you live with a black woman knowing she's making more than you? Can you live with a black woman and you've just lost your job? Will you try to bring some trauma into the relationship just to feel good about losing your job? Like what what how do you think about this, brother? How do you how do you deal with this, brother? Oh, I know I lean on my lady. 
Because, I mean, that's my teammate. Mm-hmm. Like, that, that's, 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 that's my homie. That's my love. That's my lover. Like, she everything. She my best friend. Like, we could do about anything together. So as though, you know, she could do the roller coasters though. I don't mess with them. But um <laughs> but but like I, I really lean on her and um and she leans on me and we just we just find our balance. I just think it's uh it's just really understanding that it's a team sport. Like relationships, life, um, that be platonic, romantic, um Father, son, paternal, maternal, all that, fam, fam, familial, all that, all these relationships. It's all about balance, and it's all about learning each other, and and knowing how, knowing how to flow with the other person, and know and learning what they need when they need it, and and just being there, just being present. And so, um, yeah, I just really lean on her, and she, and and it, she balanced me out. Like, even when I'm overwhelmed, she just tells me to breathe. And just her telling me to breathe, I'm reminded, like, I'm like, oh, dang, I haven't been breathing. <laughs> and so I actually breathe, and I, I I just relax. And she's just always there. So, yeah, and I'm always there for her. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. So That's beautiful. awesome. Such a beautiful thing. <laughs> Thank you. Thank yeah, you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so, um... And this is going to kind of go back to uh, not touching a woman's body, uh, not having the, the, the presumption that you have the right to invade a woman's space. Um, do we men need to, and, and it really is a need to, we need to begin to rethink how we think about our sisters when it comes to the way they dress. Like we are not the fashion police for women. And I lead in with this section with a statement my mother taught me when I was a preteen. And she, she said to me, most, well not most, she said all women dress not particularly to impress a man. And we're talking on the everyday. I'm going outside, I'm going to the grocery store, going to the laundromat, going to the post office, I'm going to work, you know, I'm going out to run errands, whatever. The last thing on a woman's mind when she gets dressed is how men are going to feel about what I got on. And so men, and, and I know we've heard this in the news lately and there's been many a commentary behind it, but do if she want to wear a bonnet, leave yeah. her alone. If she yeah. don't want to wear a bra, leave her alone. Why is that? So, why is that? Why is that even in the pop? Why is why are we talking about this? Like, why am I on Instagram and I see Monique having a full sit down? Talking about people wearing bonnets. I literally thought she was talking about something deeper. I didn't listen to it. I scroll down. I see somebody done split the video, have her video, and then they react to it. Talking about the bonnets. Daggone bonnets. Are you serious? Good day. We're out of the pandemic. We're outside now. We can do other things and talk about bonnets. 
if a dude, like Keek said, if a dude can wear a do-rag, then listen, let sis wear her bonnet. We don't know what she's got going on under there. Maybe she needs the bonnet. Maybe it's better with the bonnet on. Maybe the bonnet is an accessory. It brings her outfit together. Have you thought about that? And oh, my goodness. Who cares, bro? At the end of the day. <laughs> I feel like, personally, we can express that concern towards more serious matters. Like, who cares? It's right, not that big. It's, it's not a big deal. It really you talk is about bonnets? Right. Of all Bonnets? Things. Of all things. We in the pop culture talk about bonnets? Don't get me started on that rant because, ooh. Not child trafficking. Not Joe Biden not living up to his word and following through with this long forgiveness. But bonnets? Well, for us men, I, I, I think that if we are talking about it, meaning if we are, and, 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 and again, on social media, on these various platforms, if black men are throwing their voice into the commentary as as taking the position of I have authority right to give my opinion and black women should listen to it, I think, and, and that's just me by myself, I think it's a symptom of a deeper issue going back to policing the actual body of a woman, policing women. Um, and, and that's something we as black men need to get past. We need to get past. We can't police a woman. It's not our duty to police a woman. It's not our duty to stand in front of our black women and go, you're valid if you wear long pants that come all the way down to your ankles or you're valid if you only wear dresses and they come below your kneecap. Like we've been through that. We've been through that in our culture. We've been through that. Women have had to, our women have had to fear, and this is real, our women since being brought to this soil against their will have had to fear what men, particularly white men in the beginning, but now we can say white and black men, all men, let's say it like that, all men, have had to fear the look of all men because without it needing to be said in the open, black women know they're the most desirable body type that a man could 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 desire they hold the most desirable body type gorgeous like what it is so yeah. go ahead go ahead six and chocolate that's it <laughs> <laughs> but at the end of the day you know i think the i i think that that discussion is a byproduct and, and I'm speaking directly to the brothers. If you're, if you're having or you're attempting to engage your, your wife, your girlfriend, your, your, your sisters, your aunties, your mother, your grandmother, your, your cousins, your female cousins, if you're attempting to engage, engage them in conversation about their bonnets, then, you know, like Keith, like Keith said in the beginning, that can be a private conversation that y'all can have 
that don't need to be broadcast. Like, find out what it is. Ask questions. You know, you never, uh, again, Miss Keeks, you're you're the woman. What's the number one reason, and, and, and I know it's going to sound kind of, kind of elementary. Mm-hmm. What's the number one reason uh, women need bonnets? Well, I use my bonnet uh, when I go to sleep because a sp- specifically a silk bonnet because it's good for your hair. It helps retain the moisture in your hair and things like that. And child, if it takes you, as long as it takes me to do my hair, I'll be darned if I take all day to do moisturize, wash, detangle, comb my hair and style it. And I go to sleep without my hair bonnet and then the moisture just winds up on my pillow on my sheets and stuff but a bonnet is to help um retain the moisture in your hair and um yeah just pretty much keep it in place you know there's different types of you have scarves you have little wraps and things like that you have turbans you can get all kinds of satin or silk hair accessories and then I also like to use my um sometimes I wear a hair bonnet when I go to the gym just to keep my hair out of my face um, while I'm working out and also just to you know protect my hair while I'm at the gym if I'm working on like utilizing one of their mats I don't want my hair touch, touching this mat I don't know who else done touched it put their foot on it you know um, and I'm trying to think of that has any I will also say it, it helps protect your hair mm-hmm. mm. so just overall the bonnet is meant as a way to protect your hair in in situations where it needs to be protected. Yes, and I will also say that, so I know sometimes they also have like scarves and things like that too. Sometimes you will wear a scarf to lay your edges or you will wear a hair wrap of some sort to keep your hair in place. Let's say if you just got your hair done and, or let's just say if you just did yourself some, some, two strand twist and you want your twist to lay flat then you can tie mm-hmm. a scarf in your head now kind of help them stay in place mm-hmm. so something like that too or you just got a nice little frontal you know what i'm saying right you know you want to make sure it's fresh for later on tonight yeah. you gotta go ahead put that thing in the scarf okay. yes sir put that thing in a bonnet do your makeup you'll be good or you done <laughs> did your, you done got your hair uh, blown out and you gotta wrap your hair Come on now. So it don't mess up. Okay. Listen, you gotta sleep pretty. Not sleep pretty. Oh man. But I would say for the most part, it's definitely to protect your hair, um, to retain moisture, to uh, um hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, that I would say that's about that I know of. That's all that I know of. Okay. And so, as I said, we, we, we shouldn't, we should not, it is not a need of ours to police how a Black woman dresses, the style of clothing she chooses to wear whenever she goes, wherever she goes. Um, again, if you're married, if you're boyfriend, girlfriend, fiance, you know, dating, if that black woman chooses to show consideration to you as a black man, to ask your opinion, then think of that as a privilege. She's extended a privilege to you. 
But you shouldn't go ahead, Keeks. Oh, I was just co-signing. I just said, okay. <laughs> yeah. But you shouldn't abuse your privilege. You shouldn't abuse your privilege. I know that there are there are certain cases, and I'm speaking in general. I'm, again, this whole entire conversation, brothers, is about generality, meaning you're a, you're, you're a black man. You're on the street. You see a black woman. You don't know her. Like, why, why would you feel the need to police that woman's attire? What she has on? Why would you feel the need to have comment on it? Okay, you might... You know, again, you might not like bicycle shorts or, 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 uh, you know, you might not like sweats. You, you might not like to see a woman in sweats. You don't have a right to, t- to, to talk about a sister if you see her walking down the street in sweats. That's not your job. That's not your duty. We gotta get, we gotta, we gotta work together. So we can't be, marking each other up for these little things. And again, I'll say this in the I'll, I'll say this right now. These are the opinions of Brother Stokes, not necessarily the whole entire production crew of SFA Charlotte, but this is a great conversation. I'm I'm enjoying it. <laughs> <laughs> this is def- this is de- this is definitely a, a page turner if this is a book, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so we have discussed just a few areas. I mean, like when I say a few areas, I mean just a few, very minuscule. There are other places where I am sure some men, some black men believe they have a right to speak on black women. And it's like, dude, don't. But we want to ask this question at this point of the conversation. Could the baseline reasoning for black men thinking, believing that they have a right to have commentary on a black woman, any area that's tied to a black woman, could that be because we have always been faced with this culture, with this society from the standpoint of patriarchy. Mm. Could the reasoning be because of a patriarchal society, a patriarchal culture? Ms. Keeks, what are your thoughts on that? I would definitely say that it has been an influence. Um, I know that in some African culture, some African cultures, matriarchal societies are definitely real. It's a thing. Um, but I do feel like, you know, being here in the United States of America, patriarchy is definitely, it's, it's, it's something that's always been celebrated. It's something that was um, sewn into the establishment of this country. And, you know, just being a product of your of your environment, you know, it's not common for us to see whether we see it in person or if we see it through whatever type of screen that we're we're looking at, you know, via social media or television or um, even if you're listening to it from through through audio, um, 
we don't really see too many matriarchal societies. And I feel like there's reason behind that. You know, they exist. I just feel that it's not publicized for a reason. But, you know, I do feel like, you know, and Black men being a byproduct of their environment when it comes to the United States of America, it's definitely something that, you know, they seen it and they feel that this is the way to go. This is the way it's supposed to be. You know, you're, you have, when you look at the, the households of white men from like what the 1860s or something like that you know just seeing how their households were set up and thinking okay well let's model that but make it our own so like make it you know a little different um but I would definitely say to to answer your question directly yes I would definitely say yes um just being a byproduct of the United States of America, I would definitely, yeah. Brother Knoxless? Can you ask a question, please? Could the baseline foundation of why Black men think or believe that they have a right to speak on Black women, no matter what subject area, area we are talking about, could that be because we know that this America moves from patriarchal a patriarchal standpoint. I would say yes. I would say yes. A majority part of it because, well, first and foremost, I mean, we've never had a, a lady leader of the United States of America. Just men. Mm-hmm. And um, that's one. Uh, two, even a lot of the movements in America, if they've had a female influence, it's watered down. It's it, 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 watered down, taken out most majority of the time, so you don't even know. Mm-hmm. And um, I think it, it's, a, it's a lot to do just with the disrespect of, of, of women, just from the patriarch, patriarchal system from Europe all the way over to just over here. And I feel like um, women just women just weren't given the space to be humans. They were they were almost property. They, they, they were they were slaves in their own right because they weren't. They weren't slaves on a plantation, but they were bound to their husbands. Like if they weren't married, you basically were just out here. And so, um, yeah, I, I definitely feel like men feel like they, especially when you grow up in this society and all that's pushed in front of you is all this music that that re re uh, pushes it, re um, hang on, reinforces it. And then you have all this stuff on TV with these reality shows and these, just all this, all this crap. Like, let's keep it a bad. All this crap just on TV that just shows you that's just like disrespect women. Disrespect women and get money. What what was it saying? FB is to get money? I used to say it in high school. Mm -mm -mm. Dang. What a past. But, like, it's embedded. It's embedded into the, into society, and so it's really getting to 
the mindset of it all and really just understanding like we have to what brother Stokes you got the Malcolm X quote the woman is the, the black woman is the most disrespected person in the United States or in the world in the world so it's like we have to we have to as black men respect our black woman in order for the world to respect her period because if the world sees us disrespecting her, they're not going to give two crap because they disrespect us. Mm-hmm. They disrespect us, black man. So if we disrespect the black woman, then the whole world look like, oh, well, if we crap on him and he craps on her, oh, she can get the double time then. This is awesome. Free game. They end up like it's a buffet and we on the menu. So, man, we got to respect our black women. We got to uplift them and and push them to be queens, remind them of their queendom. Because you got to understand, yo, the woman is is the the event, the eve, the portal. And the man or the atom, atom, is the, the key. But see, you need both to experience God. Because the portal is just the essence of God, but the key is accessing the experience of him, of her. Of it, of them. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I said all that to say respect black women. Amen. No, that's real. That's real. And and we have to, as black men, and, and this goes back to self-control, self-discipline, maturity. If you're going to study the, 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 the patriarchal system of America, then you've got to bring it into the fullness of view, which means you bring it into its totality of context. Patriarchal society of America is patriarchal society of Europe, which is patriarchal society of Europeans. Remember, our ancestors were forcibly brought onto these shores in terror, with terror, to experience terror, to be placed within a state of terror. So there was an immediate push to have them forget, let go, no longer employ the way that you moved as a society wherever you came from off the African continent. So we lost, even if we did operate in a manner that is under patriarchy, we lost the mode by which we operate and therefore was shown the way the European operated. The way the newfound American white male operated. And like Keek said, we picked it up. We adopted it. We incorporated it. So then our great, 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 great grandfathers taught the future and said, this is how you must move in order to not remember. Oh, let's 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 say this black man. Understand, slavery, forced slavery, 
to the ending of forced slavery, to Jim Crow, to civil rights, the main thought pattern for the American black male was to not incur the anger of the white male American against himself or against his women or against his children. So the adoption of how white men moved was a necessary tactic to stay alive. And the focal point was the white man, not the black woman. So now I say that so that we brothers can get a real good comprehension that if we are free today to move and to not have to daily worry about the white man, we can begin to employ a different way of engaging our black women because it's no longer necessary to please a white man. Like it's no longer necessary. I don't need to please, I can stand in the face of a white man and call him a cracker. If I won't go to jail or I won't die. So if I know that I can do that, I can turn to my sister and say to her, I can engage you differently now because his standards are no longer my standards. They're not necessary. Now we're not at a place of total autonomy and, 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 and pure freedom yet inside this America. But if we wanted to, we could be. We could be a nation within a nation and therefore we could pick up a different form of patriarchy if we choose to or we could pick up matriarchy, or we could pick up a, a, a parental style of society that benefits both at the same time without um, emasculating a man or dehumanizing a woman. So we don't have to deal with this. We don't have to... Uh, move forward any longer if we choose not to, Black men, when looking at our Black women. We don't have to. You don't have to police them. You don't have to feel a need to police them. They are whole human beings on their own, attempting to heal and become whole in their humanity. We should no longer want to be a stumbling block for them. But be a platform as they are to you. Amen. Lift each other up. Hello. Lift each other up. So I know a part of when we hear that word patriarchy, a part of it sometimes is tied to, if not the whole of it, the construct, is tied to religion. It's tied to, oh, well, the reason why men act like this towards women is because of God, is because of this. Well, 
I wanted to make sure that our brothers get to hear what we can call wise words from a divine presence. I say God, I ascribe to the Christian faith. So I employ the words of God through what we call the Bible. But I also am thankful that, that Brother Knox List spoke the words of Malcolm X. Now we know Malcolm X was a student of Muhammad. And Malcolm X himself said, as, as Brother Knox List spoke earlier, that the black woman is the most disrespected woman on the planet. So now, we've also had opportunity over the years, if we chose to listen, and I'm speaking to us black men, we also had the words spoken of Elijah Muhammad, of um, the Honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan. We've also had our own fathers who sometimes didn't want to employ the word of God or employ the word of Muhammad. They just gave us natural everyday sayings or instructions. Don't disrespect your mama. Eat your food. Tell your mama you love her. Don't lie to your mother. Tell your mama the truth. No other woman in this world will love you like your mama. All them other scallywags in the streets might lie on you. Your mama will make sure you got a place to lay your head. So I want to add in a few of the passages from the Bible so that we can understand what God teaches us on how to view our women, on how to engage our sisters, how we should respect a woman. So the first place I go to, and, and most anybody who reads the word of God knows this, and they probably know it by heart. I'm only going to read a few passages. Uh, a few verses, I should say. And that's Proverbs 31. And the only, and, and what I what I what I want to employ when I say Proverbs 31 is that men listen to this type of woman. Just listen to this type of woman. Listen to what the writer describes as a virtuous woman. The heart of her husband, so now if she's married, the heart of her husband trusts her undoubtedly. So much so that he doesn't even have a necessary need outside of what she can provide. She herself will never bring harm to him or let harm come to him any day that she's married to him. She looks for the finest of wool and flax 
and she willingly works with her hands when necessary. She is like a merchant who commands ships to bring goods from any port in the world. She gets up early and makes sure that the whole entire house is fed, even her own servants who are there to feed her. She can look at a field, a plot of land, and consider wisely whether it should be bought or not. She knows how to bring goodness out the land. Those are just a few of the descriptive words that the writer put for this virtuous woman in Proverbs 31. If you hear those words, this is your women today. This is our sisters today. Our sisters are Fortune 500 CEOs. They own their own businesses and are thriving. They are heads of hedge funds, insurance company. They are lawyers, doctors, judges. They are politicians. They are in every sector of any business, any operation in the world, black women are at the forefront. You cannot disrespect God by disrespecting this woman. And, and, and I said I was going, I told in, in, our, in our production meeting, I told my, my partners that I would use five different passages, but I'm only going to use two. I'm going to use that one from Proverbs, and then I'm going to speak on Deborah. Now, this is in the Old Testament. Deborah was, one, was the first woman judge for the nation of Israel in the Old Testament. You can go to the book of Judges. Good old now, Deborah. <laughs> and, 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 and a judge in the Old Testament times was the leader, was the one that could speak on behalf of the entire nation, meaning not only speak to God, but receive from God so that there would be a righteous movement forward of the whole entire nation. And God said a woman is in, in, in the forefront and she judged righteously. She judged honorably. And, and, and I'm saying this because this is God. Now, even more than that, if you want to say even more than that, and, and this just popped in my head, you have Rahab in the Old Testament. Rahab was a hooker, a prostitute, a harlot. But when it came time for the ones that had to go and seek out the land that was called the promised land, they were being chased by their enemies. Rahab had heard of these men knowing that they served the God of the Hebrews 
and she hid them in her house. And she asked them, I know you guys got to go back to your people. I believe in your God. I know he looks out for you. I don't want to be harmed and I don't want no harm to come to my family when you guys come back to claim the land. And all they said was, make sure you hang a red sash out your window and we'll give instruction and we will give this instruction to you and we'll honor it by the name of Jehovah and we won't touch your house or anybody in your house when we come to take the land. And Rahab did that. Rahab saved her whole entire family and was given the town. So when they came back, they set Rahab in a position of authority in the town. This is God. When he looks at women, no matter what their position is, no matter. So we, black men, what is our issue with our women? When we look at our sisters, and again, I'm talking in general, when we're walking down the street, think of it in that sense, and, and we see a random black woman, what is our issue with the woman if we have some type of gripe or we want to feel like we can speak on her or we feel or think or believe that we have a right to invade her space, to put our hands on her? To, 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 to speak deviously and deviantly to her. My real question for us, black men, do we hate our women? Final thoughts. Hmm. Do we hate black women? That's why I'm going to just go ahead and throw it back. Do we hate black women? And I say we because, I mean, I feel like sometimes women can um, have some of that same, I don't know if it's hate or I don't know what it is, but, you know, just women can do it too, to each other. Mm -hmm. So I'm asking the question, do we hate black women? As a black woman, I'm asking. Mm. Well, and and I, I guess since we're asking questions, <laughs> I'll ask, um, are you willing to love yourself to love the black woman? Mm. Are you willing to love yourself in order to love the black woman? Amen. Man. Hey, I really want to thank you if you're listening to this episode and you've made it all the way to this point. I really want to thank you because you could have cut it off. You could have dismissed. You could have said, oh, here's another brother that's simping. That's, that's, that's going out here trying to 
get his views up. Oh, here comes Derek Jacks Jr. You know, you but what I want you to understand, brother, fellow black man, is that it is true what the honorable Minister Louis Farrakhan spoke. A nation cannot rise any higher than the height of its women. Women equal civilization. Men equal community. Let's get that real straight right now. Black men, we are the community. If we want to rescue our communities, we got to get in place. But if we want our civilization to thrive into pure generational wealth, the never-ending cycle of generational wealth, we cannot any longer disrespect, disregard, and, and just straight up be disjointed away from our women. That is not who we need to be any longer. If you got an issue with it, Go see Big Bruh on Instagram. Hit me in the inbox. We can talk about it. <laughs> Hit him in a DM. You can also find Miss Keeks at Lord Have Mercy on Instagram. That's L O R D E dot Have Mercy. <laughs> and uh, she also has her own podcast Get Ready it's about to get you know it's going down that's Menege Trois um, and Brother Knoxless you can find him on Instagram as well at Knoxless K-N-O-X L-I-S-T yeah. he's also a fire poet and host Yes, you can you can find him all over Charlotte like when I say you can find him, you can even find him down in Gastonia if you're listening. And look, yes, house. So, uh, shout out to Ioska. Shout out to my classics. We in here, man. I again, if you if you stay to this point, we really want to thank you guys for rocking with us. This has been a very difficult conversation, but we're we're thankful that you that you made it through with us. And really, truly, if you got any commentary, any questions, if you got something you want to chime in and add, if you if, if you have examples that you think we missed and you want, you know, you want to talk about it, hit us up. Facebook, SFA Charlotte. Instagram, SFA.Charlotte. You know, just, just reach out to us. We're, we're very accessible. And like I said, we can. We can have a conversation about this. Don't worry. It's all love. It's all love. And we out of here. Peace. 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 Peace.